With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. Praise the Lord. I been like a caged lion all day long. I just don't like when I wake up at six in the morning and I don't get to preach till seven that night. I just, I just can't take that. I, I just stay in there and bounce around in the room. Just hallelujah. I got a word for you. Oh, we'll see how you shout here directly. Because <laughs> you haven't heard it yet. But I asked the Lord, do that for me tonight that you did for Gideon. You know, your Bible is a very interesting book. You ought to read it every now and then. It's a very interesting book, the Bible. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Now, you don't get much out of that unless you dig a little deeper. You can't just read the Bible. You have to read the Bible. Because in actuality, God said something more than the Spirit of the Lord came issuing over the sapphire sill of heaven's gate and made a twinge go up and down Gideon's spine and maybe just a little bit of buck came on him and a little tear in his eye and Gideon felt strangely warm. No, no, no. That's not what your Bible says really at all. In fact, your Bible says that the Lord put on Gideon. Now that means something entirely different. We're not talking about something coming on you. We're talking about the Holy Spirit taking your flesh suit and wrapping it around himself so that there's no more of you and only him. Would you pray with me tonight that the Spirit of the Lord would put me on, that he would just allow my flesh suit to be wrapped around his Holy Spirit and do something in this place that verifiably and unequivocally and irreversibly staggers the kingdom of darkness because there is after all a revolution on. Would you stand with me please and as you do would you just take your finger and would you just draw a circle around yourself and would you allow that to represent everything that has to do with you. Now would you take that same finger and draw a circle out from yourself and would you allow that to represent everything that's outside of your life because there is going to be a revolution up in this place tonight. We are literally going to find those forces that have been occupying the spiritual and physical and financial territory called our life and we're going to do what George Bush did to Saddam Hussein on August the 2nd 1990 we are going to send him a message that D-Day is coming would you just say with me devil you've had it I'm sick and tired of your occupation in my life I'm tired of your stronghold I'm tired of your stranglehold. I'm tired of being suffocated. And in the name of Jesus, tonight the anointing destroys every yoke. So devil, you might as well pack your bags and head out of town cause there's a Holy Ghost invasion taking place. Be seated. Throughout the ages, countries and kingdoms have been birthed on the battlefield of a revolutionary movement. These crusades have always been championed by soldiers and citizens who lie alike who refuse to be denied or delayed or detoured in their pursuit to take up a cause they believe to be deserving of even death itself. 
comes a time when negotiations have failed. When talk is no longer tolerated. And at that point, the entire creation begins to groan under the pressure of giving birth to a revolutionary movement. <laughs> a genuine culture-shaking revival where the moral fiber of our cities is changed and the effect is felt like shockwaves across the nation and around the world. Now, I must caution you that this revolution is not for the timid. I got to find out who I'm talking to. It's not for the weak. It's for the brave and the strong who have stepped over the line and out of the comfort zone and truly decided to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. You can recognize them. They don't have to have positions. They don't need popularity. They don't have to have position and a pat on the back. Are you in the building with me? No, no, no. They're just happy to be in the battle. I think before we finish this evening, many of you are going to come to the realization that it's time for you to enlist in this revolutionary army. Time for you to take up your arms, receive your orders from headquarters, begin to hear the voice of your commander in chief. Take up your weapons, invade the smoke-filled corridors of the doomed and the damned. Grapple over the lost, depraved, dying, desperate, destitute souls of helpless, hopeless humanity. Engage your archenemy, Satan. And set this hell-bound generation free. You see, the time has come for you to thrust in the sickle and begin to reap. For the harvest truly is ripe. The eyes of the Lord in this hour are running to and fro. He's looking for a remnant who will stand in the gap and make up the hedge for humanity. He's looking for some warriors who don't have to be right or recognized. They don't have to be rewarded or regarded. So sound an alarm. Oh, you'll catch up. I said, sound an alarm. There really is a Holy Ghost invasion taking place. Man your battle stations. Ready your weapons. Lock and load. Let the revolution begin. Let it begin with a shout unto him who has not only called us to war, but through the power of the Holy Ghost has empowered us to win. Just touch somebody and tell them I'm going to win. Tell them I'm going to win. You may be seated. <laughs> oh, I know we don't look like much right now. We kind of look like Goma Pyle's infantry troops. <laughs> but little is much when God is in it. Are you ready to do a whole lot with what you've got? Are you ready to do something with what you've got? The world's been doing something with nothing and we've been doing nothing with something. I think it's time we turn the equation around. Are you ready? Oh, I know we don't look like much, but neither did that little boy's lunch. Five loaves and two fishes. I know we don't look like much, but neither did that baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. I understand we don't look like much, but neither did that cloud just about the size of a man's hand. But the prophet of God heard what nobody else heard and said, get down out of this mountain. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. Are you in this building with me? I have been troubled in my spirit. 
passages of scripture that I thought the Holy Spirit would have allowed me to walk away from have been burning in me again like fire. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 1. Cry aloud and spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Oh, but you don't like the next line. And show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 12, and they that shall be of thee. Now I have to stop right there and inform you that we're not talking to everybody. I didn't come in here with the silly presumption that I came to talk to everybody because I've been delivered from the necessity of feeling like I have to talk to everybody because after all I don't have to talk to everybody all I got to do is find somebody because somewhere in this building God has always had a remnant he's always had an Elijah and Elisha he's always had a David and a Daniel he's always had a Samson he's always had an Elijah and Elisha he's always had those who refused to be a part of the status quo religious organizations of their day God has always had somebody that he God himself refused to allow to become a part of the religious orders of their day but there is a group of people the die has been cast there is no retreat you can't turn back now They that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, the war-ravaged ruins left desolate and only inhabited by demon spirits. And nobody wants to go with me. Because what you don't realize is I've just described to you your habitation. They that shall be of thee shall build the old ways places. They shall restore the foundations of many generations and they shall be called the repairers of the breach, the restorers of paths to dwell in. Tonight, America is rolling in luxury. We're reveling in excess and rollicking in pleasure. We're revolting in our morals and rotting in our sins. But then what can you expect when you dwell in a society where passions are nothing more than unbridled horses? Where lust is exalted to lordship. Sin is elevated to sovereignty. Satan is worshipped as a saint. And man is magnified above his maker. The crisis is acute and the danger is imminent. Time is running out. Something must happen deep within the heart and the soul of America before it is eternally too late. You see, the choice is very clear. It's repent or perish. It's Christ or chaos. The only question is, which way will America go? Now listen to me. In order to impact our society, God tonight is calling the body of Christ to rise out of the blurs of indistinction.
not calling us to play. But to rise far above the status quo of church normalcy. Dr. Phillips, we've lived in a society where right has been wrong for so long that righteousness has become the abnormal thing. God commended the remnant church of Thyatira in Revelation chapter 2 because they had not experientially known nor come into the depths of Satan. You better hear me tonight. The devil does have that inner circle of darkened hearts to whom he has imparted the mysteries of iniquity and the depths of degradation. Over a period of time, these doctors of damnation have worked like leaven, permeating the mindset of the body of Christ to the point that we now call evil good. Oh, just turn on satellite TV and watch Christian preachers. You'll find out. We now call evil good and good evil let me give you some examples we're living in a nation that preserves the whales and abuses its children we see I gotta get you out of your little religious cocoon Got to raise up some revolutionary infantry troops now. Oh, I'm coming. Believe me. I'm coming. I'm pacing myself. Oh, we've got the technology and know-how to build solid, strong houses, but we've got weak, sick homes. We're smarter, but we're not wiser. We know more, but we understand less. We go faster, but we end up nowhere. We can conquer space, but can't conquer our own habits. Preserve the whale and the whooping crane and murder and abuse our own children. Therefore, a door has been opened for the spirit of Antichrist. I didn't say why to Christ, I said Antichrist. For the spirit of Antichrist to do what he's doing right now, to use demon spirits as vessels of vengeance wrecking havoc, killing and stealing and destroying from international madmen like Saddam Hussein and Slobodan Milosevic to the polished politicians sitting in the Oval Office propagating perversion and perverted legislation to the street punk with an assault rifle tucked inside a long black trench coat to the so-called solid upstanding citizen who in his smugness shakes his fist in the commandments of a holy God to all of the demonically deranged devotees of hardcore Satanism that come to us from the ranks of doctors and lawyers and politicians and pop stars and housewives and preachers. Oh, we're going somewhere tonight. You might just well get comfortable. All of this onslaught of evil, I got to wake you up now, is too subtle 
and sinister to be of human origin it must be and is hear me now the carefully calculated conspiracy of demon spirit if you don't believe me read your local newspaper we now have children living in our homes populating our schools attending our churches who are driven daily with destructive thoughts which could only be inspired by demon spirits what we call a dysfunctional home the bible calls a generational curse When we see violent tendencies in a child, we have a tendency to sweep it under the carpet and say, oh, it's just another phase they're going through. What we don't understand nor realize is that they are being trained and schooled in the school of demon power. They are learning to become anticipatory and influenced and instructed by a demon spirit called murder. my camera now I'm preach if I want to <laughs> I went to Columbine High School as far as I know I'm the only preacher that's been in there holes in that library big enough for a man to walk through Blood splattered all over the ceilings. Tabletops riddled like they'd been in a Beirut war zone. Glass shattered. Hallways covered with smoke and blood. In an upper middle class American suburban high school. Where prayer... Oh, no, you don't, you don't even have to help me. Where prayer was banned until the 20th day of April, they must have gotten a reprieve that day. Some senator surely somewhere must have sent a message through on CNN or one of their cell phones and told that young man laying underneath a table in the high school library with one dead on this side and the blood of another running across his body on the other side. Somebody must have told him, okay, it's okay to pray now. I didn't sleep for three days. And I turn on and I'm, I'm just real sorry. Far be it from me to make waves or disturb anybody. But I get just a little bit tired of what's going on in America. And all we know to do with Christian TV time is sit there and talk to each other about what we've already been told a hundred thousand times. I'm tired of the psycho babble. I'm tired of all the big name preachers trying to corner the market on the Christian crowd. I could care less whether you come to my crusade or not. God will help me build a church in the hallways of hell because I'm going to not back up from the truth. Now I'm getting upset. See, our problem is we've taken the bypass. We no longer call sin, sin anymore. If a man slaps his wife before he comes and prays some halfway prayer at our altar so we can carve another spiritual notch in our belt, we call it a sin. But if the same man, bibbing his wine, gets just one step over the line, intoxicated, and comes and slaps his wife then we call it his problem he's growing he's got a devil can i help you he's got a devil 
I dare you to shout. I'm just feeling it in my bones. I dare you just as loud as you can to shout, there's a devil loose. No, 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 no. We take the bypass. It's, let's see how we can fix this. A, a liar, he, 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 he's not a sinner. He's just an extrovert with a lively imagination. A murderer, he's not a heinous criminal. He's a murderer. He's, a, he, he's not a heinous criminal. He, he's on the talk show circuit. You ain't going to like some of the places I'm going tonight. I'll tell you right now. Adultery is no longer sin in Hollywood or in 90% of the church. Well, he's the God of a second chance, isn't he? Yeah, but some of y'all have had five. You running out of chances. Grow up into the fullness of the stature of the Son of God. When I was a child, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Good God, I'm feeling good in here tonight. I... And don't you run around and blame it on poverty either. You were born on the wrong side of the tracks. What's the right side? Is that the hillbilly side or the black side or the Asian side? Or the... What side is that? I haven't been able to find it. Some of us were raised so far back in the woods we had to use hoot owls for roosters. We didn't murder anybody. Don't look at me with those halos that are crooked on your horns. Some of you had to raise so far back in yonder you had to pipe in sunshine. Too poor to pay attention in school. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You didn't grow up and murder anybody. That's a lie. That's a lie from a demon spirit and principality. My Bible still says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, no, we've learned the art of taking the bypass. We, we vote in politicians who put together a welfare system that promotes promiscuity and tells young girls the only way you can get medical treatment is if you keep pumping out babies. I come to talk plain. I didn't come to stroke you. Alcoholism is now a disease that the state government spends multiplied millions of dollars a month to promote on the street corners of America in state-run, state-sponsored alcoholic distribution centers. State liquor stores. They stick one on this corner and an alcohol rehab center on the other and make money at both. When are we gonna wake up? Let me ask you another question. When are we going to wise up? Oh, I'm going to tell it. All night long, I'm going to tell it. I may be here at 2 a.m. still telling it. And nobody else been telling enough of it. I intend to tell the whole thing. Your Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 verse 12, you have not received the spirit of this world, but that spirit which is of God. You see, we're living in a time when rebellion against church leaders seems almost justified. I, I hate to slip that over on you, Pastor. But if I had to go to your place, I'd about rebel too. 
come wandering in at 15 minutes after 10 listen to some Bella Lugosi organ played by some guy whose pants are entirely too tight Listen to some preacher get up there and pump out three points in a poem. Our songs lack emotion. We manifest nothing more than a memorized shout, a talk tongue, and a learned dance. Not enough power in it to even get anybody in the building saved, much less healed and delivered. against church leaders seems almost justified when they can't keep playboy out from underneath the car seat that they're driving rebellion against church leaders seems almost justified when most of them the biggest liars and thieves you'd ever want to run into to begin with rebellion against church leaders seems almost justified when they can't be satisfied with coca-cola sprite dr pepper tab diet coke lemonade fruit aid fruit punch fruitopia they got to have them a little wine on the side no see you don't want me to preach you want me to play you looking at me like oh isn't he quaint let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to raise up a revolutionary movement that's going to put the place you've been going out of business. sorry I'm really not temptation to withdraw from fellowship is intense irritation levels are high patience is running low Satan has come in great wrath to destroy your life presenting your mind with a multitude of inordinate fears, grotesque images that flash and burn in your imagination, drain you from peaceful and restful sleep, causing you to carry in your countenance a dark cloud of oppression, leaving you more and more confused and disoriented. Let me tell you something. When you see these things come to pass, know that spiritual wickedness in high places has come to destroy your life. But I got an announcement to make. There's still a God that creates. There's still a cross that bleeds. There's still a king that redeems. And there is still a prayer that's heard and answered. A spirit that fills. There is still a triumphant, victorious church of Jesus Christ against which, hear me, America, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Something began to happen in the month of April, moved into the month of May. Most folks weren't paying any attention. First of all, it started off in Columbine. Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris armed with automatic assault rifle an assault pistol, two sawed-off 12-gauge shotguns, and 60 homemade bombs walked into their public high school. I stood there a few days ago. A gentleman met me there, Mr. Scott, upper middle class, wonderful-looking businessman. Except his beard was a little grown out and his eyes looked a little hollow. He, he said, Pastor Parsley, could I have an opportunity to look into your camera and talk to America? I said, yes, sir. Who are you? Well, I'm Rachel Scott's father. They made a shrine out of my daughter's car right over there. On Hitler's birthday, 
Those two, he told me, walked right past where we're standing now, Pastor Parson. They, they walked right over there. Rachel was sitting right beside that little tree right there. Pastor Parsley, right over there. She, she was eating her lunch, talking with one of her friends. They walked up to her, Pastor Parsley, and they asked her, do you believe in God? Slight grin, she responded, well, yes, why? One of them pulled a 12-gauge shotgun from underneath his trench coat. Right over there, Pastor Parsley, my daughter was the first one slain. Would you let me talk to them? Would you let me beg them? He said, in fact, I'm not even going to ask the politicians anything. And he looked into that breakthrough camera and he said, here's what for you to do, young person. Defy any authority that violates your conscience and stand in the middle of your hallway and pray. They can't put all of you out of school. How come I'm the only one ever has to preach this? Shout back up, devil! Be seated. He said, Pastor Parsley, do you see those blown out windows up there? That's the library right there. Rachel, my daughter, was 17. My son was 16. He was in the library. He said, God told him. Act like you're dead. Try not to even breathe. They shot the students laying on either side of him underneath that table to death. He laid there and he was the one that the CNN helicopter cameras caught leading people in prayer outside of that building, dripping in the blood of his own friends, not knowing that his sister was the first one who already lay dead in the parking lot until the following day. I'm not talking about Beirut. I'm not talking about Africa. I'm talking about America. Honolulu, Hawaii. Around the 1st of May, some folks were picnicking. Just picnicking. I'd been to that falls. I've been there with Dr. Summerall. They were picnicking, and all of a sudden, boulders the size of small cars began to be released from the top of that waterfall and fall 850 feet. Six people were instantly killed. The very same day, a man was driving a bus loaded with senior citizens. All of a sudden, he careened off the highway. 22 people lay dead. And the worst testimony was that they couldn't beat the pickpockets out of the way as people were looting the dead bodies as they lay in the street. This is the America that we find ourselves in. And it's time and high time that we came out of rest and recreation, that we stopped massaging each other and talking about power and walked outside of this building and told the devil, your time is limited, bud. You better pack your bags. A Holy Ghost invasion is taking place. What's going on? Africa, the bubonic plague has broken out. Cholera and polio in epidemic proportions in 1999. One gentleman, a few weeks ago, decided he wasn't getting enough attention. So he circled the block five times in front of a preschool 
and then used his car like a bowling ball and preschool children like pins and began to run them over. His excuse? They were innocent and I knew I'd get more attention that way. Three or four weeks ago, five boys ranging in age from 11 to 15 in a daycare center raped and brutally sodomized two six-year-old twin girls. Don't you understand it's not enough just to shake your head? Don't you understand it's not enough just to say, woe is me, wish we could do something about that. Gee, isn't that too bad? Do you know that 11 of the 13 children slain at Columbine besides Klebold and Harris, 11 of the 13 were born again, Bible-carrying, prayer-meeting-attending, youth ministers preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in their high school. How come CNN didn't report that? No, you know what they wanted to do? You know what they wanted to do? I, I can't help it. I know I've messed it up. I can't help it. You know all they wanted to do? All they wanted to do is talk about it. They walked into a room and said, there's that N-word, and, and they killed him because he was black. No, let me tell you what happened. Demon spirits walked into that high school, and they didn't care if you were black or white or Asian or Hispanic. All they cared about is, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? That's what they were after. The devil is systematically executing our children and sitting back laughing at us as we sing, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Every child killed at Paducah High School was a born again, Holy Ghost, tongue talking believer. That doesn't just happen. What do you think the percentage of born-again students at Columbine High School was? The devil was probably hitting a thousand. He had every intention. CNN never reported to you, as I just did, that Rachel Scott was asked outside that building, did she know God? You heard a little bit about the, one of the first Christian martyrs in 150 years slain on American soil by the name of Cassie Bernal. Not some great preacher, not some great orator, not some great man or woman of God. A little beautiful flaxen-haired 17-year-old girl watching other children slain around her having a sawed-off shotgun put in her face three inches from her nose and asked, do you believe in God? She knew the outcome of the answer. I wonder how you would have responded. There wasn't any Hammond B3 organ and Gary Oliver wasn't singing. Death stalked those halls with hatred for a heart. Satan himself loosed out of the smoke-filled black dark corridors of the doomed and the damned. The devil has made war with us. I think it's time we responded. Give me a drink of water. Know this also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. The only other place that Hebrew word is used is describing the demoniac of Gadara, where it is translated violent men. Know this also, your Bible says, that in the last days, violent men shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, unholy, unthankful, without natural affection, truce breakers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of them that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying, in case you didn't notice it, I'm quoting the Bible to you. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such. Know this, your Bible declares, hear me, that the prince of this world is cast out. Hear the words of Jesus. My kingdom is not of this world. Hear Ephesians 6. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places here Ephesians chapter 1 according to the working of his mighty power when he raised up Christ from the dead and set him down at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but in that which is to come here Ephesians 3 that now would you just shout now to the intent that under the principalities and powers in the supernatural sphere might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead. Are you in this building with me? What is that purpose? Turn on over to 1 John chapter 3. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Why? That he might annihilate late the works of the devil Luke 9 1 forgive me I have to preach Luke 9 1 behold Javen, I give you power over all devils and to cure diseases. Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you, Mike Perky, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means harm. Hear the words of the Holy Writ. Give no place to the devil. Give no place, no position of opportunity. Give no place, space limited by occupancy. You want to know how to run the devil out of your life? If you're tired of Satan's occupation with your mind, Satan's occupation with your body, Satan's occupation with your friends, your family, your public school, Limit his space by occupancy. Is it any wonder that your Bible says, Be not drunk with wine, where is an excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. 
I'm in the wrong camp meeting. No, you want to stick your head in the sand and run around to some preacher with your little forehead stuck out for him to put a little dabble do you on there and try to hold you over with a spiritual hangover till next week. I'm not looking for you. I'm not talking to you. Make out your laundry list on one of my tithe envelopes. I'm not talking to you. I've got to find somebody that's sick and tired of the devil running through your life. Shout, get out, devil! Sit down. Sit down. I don't even know where to go to church anymore, Brother Rod. I'm so confused. Let me help you. Don't just look for the choir and the slapping tambourine. Don't look for the ornate and the high church. Don't look for a praise place or a worship place. Don't look for a quiet preacher or a loud one. Find you someplace where God has chosen to place his name there. Well, how will I know such a place? Well, I'm going to eliminate about 95% of them right now. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. You better be seated. They shall cast out devils. You're in the right place at the right time now. My pastor called to preach at 17.